is Welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, how funky is your chicken? How loose is your goose? Because our goose is totally loose. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Where in the hell are we? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing is turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's stand talk. No. Wolfman's got nard. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get older, they stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Happy guy, motherfucker. Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We will give you a shout out at the end of the show. We got two to do. Shout out, 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 out. So make sure you stick around for that. Uh, and then head over to com. pick up a t-shirt, and then uh, put in your request for films for us to review. You never know. They might just be the next film we review. And then uh, on July 5th, which is tomorrow, people, make sure you are at Film Bar so you can watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii with us. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have games. Prizes. Prizes. Games. Games. And discussions, deep discussions about yeah. oh, that, a very <laughs> meaningful film. Yeah. We're going to have fun games and discussions. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sounds awesome. It's like, it's like a pizza party, oh, but you're doing the yeah. SATs. Real roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can get tickets where, Chris? The film bar, phx.com. That's right. All right, guys. As always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wilmberg. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salusio. Hello, everybody. Tonight, we are talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was directed by Fran Rubel Kazuzi? Nice. Sounds fucking great, dude. Good uh, job. Yeah, that sounds about right. Kazuzi. How would you say the next person's name, though, Mike? Uh, Joss Whedon. <laughs> Joss Whedon. That's what I would say, too. <laughs> no, that's not what you would say. <laughs> what would you say? I would say Yoss, as I, I usually say. Soft J. Uh, soft J. Soft J. You that's, don't hear Soft J in there? I'm, I do. Never, sounds, I like it that way. I'm pretty sure Joss Whedon has said his own name. Yeah, he uh, has said, uh, yeah, I probably... I also feel I feel like you're the only, I, feel, I feel like you're the only guy that's still making some sort of Anchorman reference joke in 2019. What's yeah. that? Keep yeah. it going. Soft J? Yeah, Soft J. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Came out in 1992, had a budget of seven million dollars, made 16.6 million in the box office, has a rating of PG 13, and currently sits at a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. This was your pick. That's right. Why did you pick it though? <laughs> why did you, I like how aggressive? Yeah, but why did you pick it though? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Uh, no this, one did. I didn't. So it was <laughs> I demanded. It was between two films. It was between this and uh, but I'm a cheerleader because both of them have anniversaries this month and cheerleaders. Uh, and oh, we just got a re request for that. Good, but uh, so but but it was between that and this, and uh, I do want to talk about that film. But I just, for some reason, uh, I, ha I had these fond childhood memories mm. of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I said, well, it's its anniversary this month. You know, I, we should talk about that film. You know, I'll get to, I, I will get to, that will be my next pick. That fan pick will be my next pick. I'm making the promise right now because I do, I do want to talk about that movie. Buffy? 
No. Oh, yeah, you really confused me about what yeah, you were talking about. I thought about you right were now. talking about Buffy too. I have no right. idea what you're talking no. about. I, I, I thought no, that I knew was still was, part of his story. I knew he was talking about the cheerleader movie. Yeah, but I'm a cheerleader. Gotcha, that gotcha. will be my next pick. It's coming. Uh, okay, okay. Because okay. I promised to pick it, but go I Buffy. wanted to go Buffy first. I see. Okay. So that's why I picked Buffy, because I have fond childhood memories, because this is not the first time I've seen this film. Is this anyone's first time seeing this film? No. No. No, Kyle, when's the first time that you saw Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Shit, I do would have to. I would have to guess that my age was probably around maybe uh, six or eight years old. I remember watching it with um, with brother Ryan, and I remember thinking this movie was super entertaining and hilarious, especially the uh, the main henchman. That whole bit he does at the end, where he, he just won't die. Like mm-hmm. I, when I was a kid, made me laugh hysterically. So yeah, I was probably about then, and I've probably seen it. I don't know, 20, 25 times in my life. That's a lot of times. Yeah, spread out across the years. There was a lot in the early years because, you know, when you know when you're a kid, you yeah. find something, you're like, this is the shit. Oh, yeah. And then you fucking watch <laughs> the hell out you of it. Study everything about yeah. it. Yeah. What about you, Chris? This is definitely not my first time. And I was obsessed with this movie for a period of time. When I started getting, uh, being able to go to the video store, this was like kind of my way into horror because it was comedy and it was funny, but it had to do with vampires. And I probably rented this like six or seven times consecutively to the point where my parents were like, don't rent that movie. And we don't want to rent that movie anymore. Might as well just (laughs) bought it at this point. Right. You know, so I definitely loved this movie and it was about probably the same age, like seven, eight years old, something like that. That, That's also when Chris learned about economics. Economics? Yeah, I got a a schooling (laughs) there from mom and dad, but uh, yeah, loved it as a kid. What about you, Mike? I'll tell you exactly when I saw this. I was 12, because in 1992, I was 12. I saw this. I saw this sucker in theaters. I was waiting ran for the fucking goddamn theaters. Of course you fucking did. I was waiting for God, it. God to be young. Uh, can I tell you something? And I want to talk. A, there was a story that I want to tell. Um, and I know it's given away like a plot point of this movie, but it's, it's not even a really a plot. You're about point. to tell. The, you're about to tell the plot in about five minutes, anyway. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, so this is an experience that I had in that theater that, to this day, I recall very vividly. And thinking that it was genius. Um, there is a so throughout this entire movie, Luke Perry's in this. This is Peak Perry. Peak Perry. Peak oh, Perry. Yeah, he's nine hundred two one zero. Oh yeah, up. right. Peak Perry. Uh, he has a soul patch throughout the in- yeah most of the film. Right. Mm-hmm. So the whole time I'm watching the film, blah blah. There's a scene where he's getting ready to go to a dance and he shaves it off, and he goes, "Huh?" Like that. Looks in the mirror. Right. When that happened, about half the entire theater erupted in 15-year-old girls clapping like wow crazy <laughs> but because they were like it's not Dylan like you know like like they were huh. so like and i remember thinking even as a kid like wow whoever made this movie knew that Luke Perry was such a god right now that no one would like the soul patch he had on this is a clear choice that somebody made to say i bet you if we shave that shit off like three quarters into the film, everybody's gonna throw their hands up and For clap. Sure. And I was just being like, this is such a manufactured piece of genius. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucking great. Yeah. Um, another little at uh, twelve, you thought that? Uh, oh. Yes, at twelve. I'm not even joking. At twelve, I remember just being Dude, like you're, you're you're able to cognitively think at twelve. Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as like I'm twelve, I'm not fucking six. <laughs> That's what I'm up, saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. No. Cues from like why are they <laughs> reacting to this? Yeah, like <laughs> I'm just impressed that twelve year old him had such a con well, such I'm, a conscious reaction around marketing I'm bet- and, <laughs> and how to bet, bet the horses the right way, yeah. you know? No, I, I'm, what I'm saying is, I mean, I 
I'm sure I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more eloquent now, I would hope. <laughs> no. <laughs> now that I'm 39 instead of when I was 12, I probably didn't say it the same way I'm communicating it to you. But I definitely remember thinking, Luke Perry's a big fucking deal. No one liked that thing on his face, and somebody made a decision. They That's had to make all him, I knew. Yeah, they had to make him look like a little, kind of like a scumball, you know? It's like, And then he kind of transforms at the end I, into I that preferred Dylan scumball. character. I preferred Scumball Perry versus Dylan at the end. Living above the motor or the the repair shop, you yeah. know. It's a sick. It's a, it's a sick apartment right <laughs> yeah, there. That's cool. Another oh. little side fact: this is the first film where I realized that Paul Rubens was Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> that's okay. kind. Of, I think that's probably I true for me ne- too. So I funny. never knew him as anything but Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. And then afterwards, my mom turned to me after the film and said, "You know that was Pee Wee Herman that was doing the Dude. ooh ah thing." And I was like, "So funny." Wait, that what? That. I was like. He's not just Pee Wee Herman all the time? And she's like, no. That's so funny that I, I came up with this great idea <laughs> about marketing as a kid, but did not understand the concept of like... You thought Pee Wee was just a real guy. I thought Pee Wee Herman yeah. was a dude named Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> born and from birth. Like two looks. parents said, you know what I think this kid's name we should be? What? Pee Wee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Paul Herman. Let's do that. <laughs> His dad. So uh, I had that discussion last night with Eben. Yeah. That same exact one, like, where I was like, dude, you know who that guy is? He's cool. I was like, that's Pee Wee. And he's like, that's Pee Wee? And I'm like, yeah, it's Pee Wee. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing mind. And then, Yeah, and his, his next question was, why does Pee Wee have a beard? Yeah. And I said, well, it's it's not Pee Wee. It's the guy who plays Pee Wee. He's an actor. And I was like, acting is pretending. I had to give it that whole, you know, yeah, yeah. that whole speech. But um, yeah, so this movie, the, the first time, I, this is not the first time I've seen it. I've seen this movie probably the same amount of Kyle, actually. And that's probably... But probably back when this movie came out, because I feel like my sister watched it that much. Like my sister was like into like horror films, and I, me as a child, I was not. I was extremely terrified. I, I, I've talked about it before. You know, uh, I'm extremely terrified of these movies as a child because I, I, in my world, they were real because that's what my parents said. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember yeah. this. Yeah. So like. Um, so this one was like a safe one that me and her could watch, and it wasn't too scary. And it wasn't too bad, but I remember her watching this all the time and then doing the cheer. She was also a cheerleader from the, from the, the, the intro that I just did. And so like, I don't know this movie, I grew up with it and it's funny. I'm also a fan of the television series and where the television series went. And like, I always took it as if I love the movie because it was like a family bonding thing to me. And I love the television series. I did not realize until I started looking up like the animosity between the fans of mm-hmm. <laughs> the television show and this movie and uh, uh, Josh himself uh, with this movie. I had no idea until I like looked it up. I was like, oh, wow. Like yep. no one likes this movie. Some controversy <laughs> around this one, huh? That was, yeah. the, that was the entertaining thing about watching this was because Sammy is a cheerleader or was a cheerleader. And she had like so much criticism for the girls doing the cheers in the movie. Oh, they're terrible! Yeah, I'm it's like, not I'm great. Like, I'm like, it's a movie, and she like we're just watching it in silence. And when they're done, they go, they all go woo, and she's just like, you don't woo when you're a cheerleader. That's not that's number one. <laughs> Jesus, that's really funny. All right, well, with that being said, I think it's time we get to plots with Mike Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's about a girl named Buffy, very popular in her school. Uh, she's part of what might be the Mean Girl crew. 
I don't know, but she's definitely very popular. Uh, she uh, lives with some relatively very rich parents um, that like are never really around. Like they're always going on vacations and stuff like that. And uh, so she's you know going through high school, living the dream in terms of I guess high school, you know. Uh, and uh, one day she meets this mysterious old man, and this mysterious old man says, "You are the chosen one, and you got to kill some vampires." While this is happening, an evil vampire named Lothos has been kind of like gathering his minions and they're going around. They're like just fucking the town up, right? So uh, she comes in contact with a vampire, says, you're right, okay, I can do some crazy shit. Uh, I must be the chosen one. Uh, she is becoming the slayer. She's trained to become the slayer. And uh, her job is to take out Lothos once and for all because her ancestors were never able to do that. So now it's on her. Buffy, girl from California, I think. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Los Angeles. she's a senior. Senior yeah. in high school, and Luke Perry is thirty years old. When and this Luke, is there's being a Luke, there's a dude named Luke Perry. In this <laughs> there's film. a few thirty Pike, year old a dude uh, named high Luke Perry in this film. <laughs> let's do this, guys. Let's take a break. When we come back, we will talk more about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That sounded sloppy as fuck. It did, man. I can do it again. No, it wasn't that sloppy. bad. My outro or his his just that whole last chunk there. Yeah, can I just like redo the whole thing? You're not talking about my part because I sound solid. No, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, I, I totally agree. I remember just being like, man, that was fucking rough. It was rough. It, that that whole it, that was a very was, much uh, another. Uh, I know this sounding. film so well. I didn't even bother to read the think about the plot because I thought I could just nail it in one. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. It's a real Willow moment. Let me know when, Kyle. Oh, you could start whenever. Oh, fucking shit. I, so, found, I found the updated one. Yeah. That's weird, because you said I could go. And yet, here you are talking. <laughs> go. So anyways, Kyle. Uh... <laughs> so what was that shit we were talking about? That was way more important. <laughs> All right. Guys, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It stars a girl named Buffy. Uh, she lives in a town, a little California town, and it's being overrun by vampires. Uh, they're working in the shadows. Nobody can really see them, but you know they're doing their shit. They're doing vampire shit, sucking blood, turning other people. Uh, while this is happening, she's just kind of living a life as a very popular girl, a very popular cheerleader. Um, and one day she's walking around the mall, and this old man comes up to her and says, "Hey, you know what? You're the chosen one. You're the slayer." And she's like, "I don't know what the hell you're talking about, old man." Man is a persistent man. He does not give up. Finally, he convinces her, look, there's vampires out there. It's only up to you. You got to kill her. You are part of a long lineage of slayers who have been able to, who has failed every single time to kill this vampire named Lothos, and you got to do it. She meets a young man named Pike, who's a rebel. And uh, you know what? It's up to her to take out Lothos. And she's going to do it her way, Buffy style. <laughs> Kyle, roll the tape. <laughs> are you looking for somebody? I was looking for you, actually. Why? Am I in trouble or something? Because if I am, I didn't do it. <laughs> no, you're not in trouble. I am. I'm years late. You should have been taught, prepared. But I wasn't certain until just now that it was you. What are you talking about? I'm saying that I've been searching everywhere for you, Buffy. Why? To bring you your birthright. My birthright? Is that like a trust fund or something? I think it'll be easier for you to understand this birthright if I show it to you, all right? So you come with me now to the graveyard. And we're back. We're talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, 1992, $7 million budget. 
Jeez. Oh, million in the box yep. office. Okay, doubled and more. Uh, so, yeah, mild success. Yeah. Not a huge Oof. success. Not a big enough success to spawn sequels, yet get a TV show five years later. I have a question, because what? not knowing what the budget was before seeing the film, mm-hmm. I think to myself... Was most of that spent on like Luke Perry? Because no. I don't see seven million in this oh, film. A lot of it, I bet, was spent on Luke Perry, and I bet a lot of it on uh, Donald Sutherland. He's the biggest name in the film. That's so. true. Yeah, That's true. there's. I mean, there's a few names that become really big. Yeah, like Ben Affleck. You think, you think Donald Sutherland was was bringing in like was demanding a cool mill? I don't know. Just man. to show up on set, was he know, like man. before Robert Downey? He's like, like, I'm a Sutherland. Like I don't know what <laughs> I demand. Every Sutherland gets this. There's stunts, there's big sets, like there's, there's, you know what I mean? It's kind of got some, it's got, I mean, the, a lady jumps out of a fucking window. They crash like a motorcycle. It's a lot they, of makeup. That's probably where the money was spent was those fucking flashback scenes. Yep. Maybe the, Maybe yeah. the wire work for the vampires. The dark ages, right? Yeah, the de-age Donald Sutherland. It wasn't easy. De-age him. <laughs> oh, he, just showed, he just showed up. <laughs> He's looked at a since like 1972. <laughs> it's always been that way. Sure, the last time he looked younger was like Invasion of Body Snatchers. Last or the year after that, old. Yeah, old. one year. One, one year will do it to you. That's I will what say Hollywood that does. going back to like the beginning and what you were saying earlier, like when the scene first scene opens and you get this cheer and it like you get the title card, yes. you know, like that cheer is pretty fucking lame in my opinion. I was like, uh, it doesn't Dude. Really, you're not selling me on like the the fact that you guys are so like lame. these awesome cheerleaders. So All lame. the cheers are lame in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. are. But also endearing. I accept it. It's 1992 yeah. cheers, so yeah. I assume. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Sammy's like, they're doing way too much shimmying. What I was asking is like, why <laughs> are they all wearing spandex? Like, I couldn't figure that out. I was like, what? I never knew any cheerleaders that wore spandex. I feel like they were trying to keep this PG, yeah. like really PG-13 and family friendly in a way. Like, I, they definitely even achieved down it. to not having blood when the vampires get stabbed. Yeah, like, pretty much, no right? And like, none of them really, disintegrated. Yeah. I was or when they bite you. That. There's no blood when they bite you yeah, either, exactly. Chris. So, so I have a question for everybody. Yeah, real quick. Uh, before we get into the the meat and potatoes. Yeah, I mean we're, we're in it. <laughs> uh, not yet. Yeah, I, I don't want to get there yet. Does anyone here like the movie more than the series? No. Yes. No. No. Wait. You don't. I like the series better. You like the series better, Kyle. You know what? I was thinking that the whole time I was watching it, yeah. and I gotta say, I actually kind of prefer the movie. Okay. Over the series. Okay. Well, we're going to have a Chris? lot of upset Buffy fans. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I, I do personally prefer it because I never, I, I've seen uh, quite a few Buffy episodes, not in any kind of specific order. So I want, don't know the story where yeah. it goes or anything. That helps. But I'm not a fan. And, and it's, you know, like I get it, like why people like it, but I'm not a fan of the style of the Buffy show. I'm way more of a fan of the style of this movie than the style of that TV okay, show. Okay. I like that everyone's saying that because I was afraid I would be the only person that, like, dude, I like the movie more. I'm the only I, one who likes this series. And this is the weird thing. thing. Oh, go well, ahead. No, 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 no you do, do, do uh, you. Like, my whole thing is, too, like, when I first saw the movie, it had such a weird impact on me at such a year, young age, right? So going into the series, I was like, this is cool, man. It's like a fucking remake, you know? I don't know what that is yet <laughs> before I'm inundated with them. Uh, but, yeah, seeing the series, I watched the whole series all the way through. Love the series, yeah. right? Came back to the series, like, in my 20s. And I remember just being like, Ah, man, this didn't age well. Like, oh, not liking not this. All. Going back to the movie and being like, but this one did. <laughs> I agree. Like, this one Here's makes me feel good. Here's I don't th- Like, the series, I don't like that much. And I don't know, <sighs> and I'm sorry for any Joss Whedon fans. I, I like a lot of his work. I certainly do. Um, 
this is just my own opinion of Buffy. I just want to defend myself. I just, just want to. I just, I, I, I just want to say, like, I, I, I like the series for what it is. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm not saying I hate the series. Yeah. I just prefer. I prefer the movie over the series. I like the series for what it is because, for me, as like you know, even like a longtime comic book fan, you love seeing the continuation of some, of a of, of like a hero story, and the show gives us that. But like those adventures. Never can never truly equal to like the origin and the first the coming up and stuff. I think I that's what I like seeing. I like seeing this origin story that we that we get, even though it might not be the best produced. It's a great story. Well, that's the weird thing too, because like in ironic, not, not even ironically, is that the right word to use? That Josh Whedon hates his fucking film. He hates it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I didn't really even know that until a few years ago, maybe. And Part be like, really, that's not like a canon thing. It's not, yeah. And yeah. Part it, of it's because Donald Sutherland. Well, sure. Yeah, I understand that. You don't like an actor, right? Yeah. Like, that's okay. part of it. But then they Wait, also. You didn't like, like it because he didn't like Donald Sutherland. Donald as an Sutherland actor? was, dude, Donald Sutherland apparently was a, a fucking dick. pain in the ass yeah. on set. And then. Donald he, Sutherland. He's a he, Sutherland. We just established <laughs> that. Said, that he he also, also turns no to Kiefer every day. He's like, that's how a Sutherland does it. <laughs> apparently, Whedon's one of, uh, uh, one of these people. Uh, just like I've heard Quentin Tarantino is, uh, is where it's like you read what's on the fucking script. Yeah. And Donald Sutherland did not do that, and they let him have car blanche over that and just let him do that. Director did, and that's when Whedon walked off. Sound like a battle of egos to me. It it does. (laughs) And can I say something? Like, man, I find, like, Joss Whedon's writing kind of cringy nowadays. Like, his jokes don't really... No, land. Coming with the punches, man. He is. This is like the hobo of the shotgun episode. <laughs> no, I'm glad you said that because yeah, you know Rutger Hauer. We're not talking about the show, though. <laughs> we're talking about the movie. No, we, are, Josh we are, but he wrote both the, sh- the both, movie and both. the show. No, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. know. But, but, but he's getting fired no, up. No, because he did well, He is, wrote these the are movie. fighting words. He, they changed yeah. his writing. He really wrote the movie, but they changed the whole thing. They fucked, yeah. yeah, they fucked up his entire this vision. This is not anywhere the close series to his is vision. his vision. And he got pissed. And he, yeah. And he started off on the wrong foot because he didn't like that. And then Donald Sutherland was being a dick on set, so he didn't like that. Right. And he walked off to make a point, and he made a point because the fucking show was way more successful than the movie. Was. Like, it, it, way like, more. insanely more successful. Yes. And how crazy is that? Where else can you pinpoint in, in this? And this is also why you got to give this movie credit, too. Like, where, because honestly, where else in the history have you had a movie do, eh, and then get a TV show, and not only get a TV show five years later, but get a TV show that's way more successful. Usually what happens is you get a movie, then you get a TV series based off that movie, and it fucking sucks. It's like a flash in the pan or something. I don't something. know, man. Yeah. Not, I don't know. I, I, talk- I know a lot of, like, I feel like I had, there's a few, there's quite a few of those. What? Name one. Okay, so it's not a movie, but it, like, but- ba- Battlestar Galactica was way more successful than the original series, like. Yeah, but that's by a, a milestone, show. and nobody was like a huge like. I mean, there were Battlestar Galactic yeah, fans, but like not like there are now. Not like that are that came in from the new series. Like that, yeah, that it was like a seventy show that only lasted like one or two seasons. Right? Yes. Wait, what side are you arguing for right now? I'm, I'm saying that I think there are a lot of instances where like somebody did one thing and then like the oh, second thing that came out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know it's more for films like the thing, the thing, or like the fly and the fly. Like I get that, right? Yeah, but you're you're also comparing yeah, TV show to TV, TV show. show. We're going from movie to TV show. And we're taking a mildly successful I movie. I want to say that, that I know it's successful enough to get a hey, sequel. How many how many times has this happened actually? A movie that then just becomes a, a TV show 
like rebooted? Let's see. I'm, I'm just curious. I I don't know the answer. And Buffy's I one want... of the top ones. Clueless comes up. Yeah. Uh, Friday Night Lights that. comes up. Yeah. Friday that Night Lights. Fucking huge. On um, that um, let's see. Uh, Alice was another one listed on here on this list. Uh, that's an older one. Yeah, Buffy's one of the bigger ones. Well, Buffy yeah. has to be one of the. It has to be ones. one of the bigger ones. Think about it, dude. At the time, WB was like doing shit. Indiana and they, Jones, I guess, had it in the Young Indiana, Indiana oh, Jones yeah, Chronicles. I mean, I love that show, but I, I don't think too. it's bigger than the movies. <laughs> oh, 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 what am I forgetting? Back to the Future. They had an animated series. Yeah, yeah you sure. one that's sitting in cellophane on my on my yeah, uh, DVD yeah. for years now. Still, years. Yeah. Never years been opened. It's so good. I've, got it, I've gotten that as a gift three times, items. three Christmases in a row. I'm gonna laugh if those and become super valuable. And I only have one copy still. <laughs> Makes no sense. It's the be- it is the best joke. Ma- um, Mash. Sorry, it was one one ooh, another no, one. Mash. Mash is totally Mash. The mo- I mean, the, I've seen the movie. It's uh, it's it's yeah. a really it's a really uh, anti-war film. Right. But like. Uh, the show is just beloved, and that was so many seasons. Yeah, that was a great show. But also, the mo- the movie wasn't like panned or anything like that, though. The Odd That's Couple. This is listed oh, on here. Yeah, successful yeah. movie, successful Parenthood, show. Planet of the Parenthood. Apes. Parenthood had two shows. Parenthood had a failed show before, and now a Parenthood. Now that's successful. It started as a TV so show, went to a few, movie. Actually, I think, I, yeah, there's quite a few that made a transition. It seems like. In some one way or another, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. I'm gonna choose Mash as the best. Uh, best. Uh, you know, performing one. Right, now that we've we've solved that answer, but the question, yeah, the query we, that came to us. What was the question? I don't the even query, remember. The query was <laughs> about was no, about the show point. or the movie. That we was went, the original we, we query. Down, we went down a rabbit yeah. hole. Has I see ha- what you mean. Has it happened where a movie came out? Oh, that was the second. And query. the series came out, and it was way more successful than the movie than ever the movie was. was yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we, we found don't know. Buffy seems to be the winner in this case. I think it's the biggest one. Yes. 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 What you guys are saying is this is crazy to me because I can separate the two because I'm a normal human being, but some people cannot what? separate the two. Are you saying you know? we're abnormal? No, I'm saying that some people that like obsess over like like fandom. Yeah. Well, cannot such... separate this. It's like why do they the, have such It's like disdain. you can't remake Ghostbusters with well, women. Well, that's the thing. You can. <laughs> you have to. And it's that's like the thing. I can lines. separate them. Yeah, those are two. I can those separate are two the two films. I, yeah. yeah. Why is there a rivalry? That's the uh, real well, question. I want to say one thing. It's beloved. It, yes. Buffy. Buffy has like that series was breaking ground in a lot of areas. Yes. Like it. It, it really yeah. was. Like the messages they were saying. I mean, like was it the first lesbian relationship? Like major? Le- I can't. I, I don't can't think so. It's right. Like, I'm probably. In I remember teen it being show. a big deal. It was a big deal. Um, like it, the su- subtle differences too. Like in this movie, uh, Buffy's parents are like rich yuppies that just kind of are, yeah. are around. In the series, it's a divorced mom who's very involved in her life and cares very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. You know, also like different starting points. Buffy's a senior in the movie; she's a sophomore in in the series. Um, it's going off of his original script, is what it, which they later turned into a comic book. Um, which he he also has issues with, yeah, weird. Uh, but he says is, is pretty is pretty close. Um, you know, I don't. Here's the thing: is like if if he is a difficult, I don't know if he is or isn't a difficult person to work with. But the guy hits home runs, man. So there there's something Donald there. Sutherland. What? <laughs> That's who I was talking about. Donald Sutherland, man. Yeah, man. He's a fucking legend, man. He's a fucking Sutherland. Hey, what did we say? That was really good. You know what? Probably one of my favorite characters in this movie, and anytime he shows up, I like seeing Donald Sutherland on screen. I've always I liked. I don't Donald know Sutherland. why, but, but I like n- him. But knowing <laughs> that he's kind of a 
dick. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, heard, even, you know what though? I've heard, I've heard I've heard a lot of of there's a handful of actors that are kind of pains in the asses yeah. and that I like their performance. It's just kind of never like a thing where I'm like done with an actor. That's the same thing I'm saying about Wheaton is like even if he is a pain in the ass, I love his work. And he does get so I feel like everything after Avengers. What? Like Cabin in the Woods? No, everything after Avengers, though, like he's done. I I feel like he's not getting the same. People are kind of like I think he got changing their mind a little bit on Whedon. When he got fired by Marvel. Well then and then he went over to DC and there's there's a whole goddamn movement of people that want a Snyder cut, like because God forbid Joss Whedon got involved. I'm sorry, he made that movie better. I'll say it. Yeah, you have no idea. And I cannot believe I'm defending this stupid fucking Snyder cut (laughs) shit. But (laughs) he didn't even like this movie and we're talking about him. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know what the Snyder cut looks like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna say that we don't know. So people out there, Snyder Cut people, I think it's ridiculous, but okay. I'm sorry, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. You we, think I'm joking? We had to talk about yeah, him. Weed mania over he's, here. Well, he, he's a he's a he's a very popular f- figure. Yeah, I he, get. Yeah, you know, we needed to talk about him to get into the, to now this movie and the actors in this movie, like Christy Swanson and, and mm-hmm. Dollar, our Dollar, leading lady Christy Dollar, Swanson. Man, let me tell you something. Great choice. Yes. I love her in this movie. She's athletic and you need to be athletic for this role. And and like like to be a cheerleader, to be kicking ass, doing flips. Well, like, she's a great actress too. Like she, she is plays, a good actress. plays the fuck out of this role. I agree. She like I, I, I watched this one and a half times and like both times I was like, you know what? She's very natural. Like it feels very like she feels like a very good actress. Like yeah. she can pull off some shit. But I would say that about most people in this I mean, movie. I don't think it was like a huge jump no, no. for the character though. Like I <laughs> No. Like like she goes from like realizing um <laughs> this <laughs> high school she's grow it's it's basically both the vampire slayers telling the, the, the story of somebody growing up. Yeah. It, it's basically like the stuff that you thought was important, like in high school, like cheerleading and all that stuff, turns out to be when you get in the real real world, very trivial. And that's like the message of this movie. And her character does make that jump, but it, it I mean, it's not that drastic. It was that just like, oh, sense. there's vampires. Yeah. I have she, a responsibility it, I mean, to kill them. It was, I killed it, them. It was literally like, yeah, okay, I'll do that now. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't go deep, but what I'm saying is she doesn't, also playing this Valley Girl character, she doesn't get obnoxious. Yeah, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is, okay, so like Hilary Swank is like a well-known actress. Yeah. Like, Two-time like, Oscar winner. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone knows her as great actress, right? Yeah. Chrissy Swanson, not so much Ooh. nowadays, right? I like, know her as the next Karate Kid. Yeah, oh, right. Cool. I remember her as that. Hillary Swank. But, <laughs> but my point being is that, <laughs> like, right. honestly, I thought, like, Hillary Swank was not as good as Chrissy Swanson. And, oh. like, for first time things, like, this is the first times yeah. they're on the screen or whatever, or they only have very limited, like, experience acting. Like, I don't know how long Christy Swanson was an actress she for. Was she wasn't Deadly. Fr- we watched Deadly Friend with her. Okay, I understand She played a robot, Mike. A robot. I, dude, I the understand before that. After. That so was the clearly point. before. The point I'm saying is, <laughs> all I'm saying is, two young actresses started off, one was much better than the other. Hillary Swank definitely, I felt like, pulled ahead. Oh. Yeah. Towards later, like she learned a lot and she became like this really great actress. I think what happened, but to- I feel like Christy Swanson was better in this than uh, oh, yeah, I agree with that. hundred percent, I agree with that. This is, yes. but definitely, but also again, Ben Affleck, good actor, kind of terrible. In that this. was Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. No, yeah, it was Ben. Yeah. There's there are there are stars in this 
Even Kyle. Seth Green is peppered back there, I read. Seth yes. Green is in this. <laughs> David Arquette is in this. Uh, God, who else? Hold on. A lot of people. Alexis Arquette is in this. There's two Arquettes in this. A lot of people bash uh, David Arquette's uh, role in this, like how he acts in it. Oh. And I'm like, because they're just like, well, it's just David Arquette being David Arquette. But I'm like, have we ever seen David Arquette not no, be David I Arquette? Think, I'm like, I think this is when he established for that. David I'm like, Arquette. This is, I'm like, he's true. perfect for this role. I thought he was great. He's one yeah. of the best characters in this Although, movie. I will say, he plays, he plays drunk poorly. Actually, so does Luke Perry. They both play being drunk so bad. It's so poor. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was that bad. Either. Oh my! I, in fact, oh. I thought I thought Luke Perry had some great moments. How in great this was movie. their waitress though, Ricky Lake? Oh shit! How Ricky great Lake was she in this film? Shot full. Didn't this even is the LA that. scene at the Ruka time. Howard. Ruka Hauer. Ruka Hauer. Dude, I loved seeing him. I was uh, like, Hauer. Here's my problem though. Okay. With anyway, both sorry. Can we get into this yes. real quick? What is his purpose? His what purpose is he's to rule. Dracula. He's, yeah, he's Dracula. He's, no, no. He's like just been going throughout time, just killing Slayer over and over. Like what? he could have been like he could have. Guys, he should have taken over <laughs> by now is what I'm saying. <laughs> he just is like he just gets to the point of killing the Slayer and then he just stops. Like, oh, well, didn't they enough. say in the movie he goes into like long slumbers? Yeah. Yeah, so he's been sleeping for a couple yeah, thousand like, years. They didn't have a like chance to. He really has no no purpose. What's he after? Dude, what's what, he what, after? What purpose is Dracula? What is he after? What is Dracula's purpose? Love. Well, to get back to Mina, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> so he got her. That's a pretty And then he like, kills her, right? <laughs> Does he have to feed on the Slayer to live longer? No, I think, he, I think he's no. just made a sport out of hunting Slayers. So he's more concerned okay. with hunting the next Slayer than ruling the hunting world. Hunting and loving Slayer. Yeah. And like, uh, and honestly, seeing how many he can turn, I love I love him as an actor, but I do not like him that much in this movie because the the villain is kind of lame. He's so lame. His, side, dude, his sidekick's he's lame, way but better. I like him. His when the sidekick overshadows, you, but he overshadows everyone. And Paul Rubin overshadows everybody yeah. in the movie. Th- he's amazing to, in this. That's he's, supposed he's, to be yes. a, played by a female. I read. Yeah, originally it was written. Yeah. It was written for a female. She dropped out, and then they rewrote it for a male. He's great. He's, he's great, and he and, and he improvised, I believe, on some of the, the stuff. The death scene is yeah. is is is. Improvised, uh, but yeah, no, he is he's the one who went full vampire. He like went full into like I he I feel like he's the one who understood uh Whedon's writing the best mm-hmm. and was like, Oh, okay, I get this. It's sarcastic, but also dark. Dark and in yeah. reality. Yeah. I get it. He is the darker character. He almost seems more evil than the, the oh, lead is what you're saying. Hands down. Yeah, so I get what you're saying. I agree Lothos. with what you're Lothos saying. Is just, yeah, Lothos. The Lothos has one cool scene and that is that is um um oh, oh, the flashback? No, it's, it is uh, his uh, lefty. Um, Paul Rubin's character. Um, that's his his death. When he's just sitting in the on the corner playing the violin, oh, that, to his that part is really cool. fucking good. And that's like my favorite part of with him. And the rest of it, I could be like, get the, I don't care, I don't care. I love the. Oh well, yeah, I know. I guess as far as his performance because I do love that shot though when he's in her, when they take that first victim girl in yes. and and she's like looking up and he's his like wingspan is open and the mm-hmm. lights coming in. I thought that was like a really great shot. I don't know, man. That's. One of I get I get another thing I got to pick on here. I'm glad you brought this up. It's one of the things I wanted to touch on, and we'll get into it now, like because we're all over the place. But that's fine. It's Buffy. I imagine most people have seen this movie, um, and we don't have to get too much into the story. But um, the special effects, man, on this just seems so fucking. 
dated. It was so they it was so phoned well. in. Yeah, um, like, I, I wasn't like, a fan at all. Anytime there is a vampire floating, it just looks I like loved it. <laughs> yeah. The vampire floating it, looked rough. like looked really goofy to me. And the thing that the other thing that I I know it, it, this is kind of goes with special effects a little bit, but like the fight choreography. I thought to myself when I was watching, I was like, damn. That's on the director. Fights in the 90s were slow. Nope, nope. That's on the dir- I put this 100% on the director. The problem with it was you didn't have good enough people to do the stunts, and you didn't pull in tight enough on the action. That's You could have yeah, been if, 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 if they had done the Taken kind of approach. You yeah. know, oh, like the Steven Seagal approach, the approach yes. where you, a real quick, yes, 18, a quick cut. Yes, takes. you have to cut action <laughs> movies like that to make like with sounds. I mean, they were doing that back they in went, like kung fu. That's went, how. That's how. That's how they were able to make kung like, fu shit. The look fight scene in the in the park where she comes and saves Luke Perry when he grabs the guitar and takes the slowest swing I've ever seen anybody <laughs> so take bad. at a stunt man with a guitar. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. That's what it feels like. Yeah. It, it, I was like in that scene so long. I'm like, this fight is embarrassing. <laughs> Can I tell you one thing that bothers me in this film? Uh, so uh, all the people that are wearing fangs, whatever they were doing with that shit, like must have been incredibly uncomfortable because, dude, spit is flying fucking everywhere in this movie. People Anytime really, people talk, they're yeah. like, "I'm gonna fuck," them, and it's just like gobs of spit flying no, out. Like overbite. All I can think of is like, it must have been terrifying it to have look, to sit there and like that's be at, like that, that's added production value right there you make them you make them snarl naturally yeah, because I they see. can't close their mouth I and it's know but all, I'm thinking trick, like what it must have been like extras. to be in a scene with like David Arquette and your Luke Perry and it's just like take 22 yeah. and it's like fucking spit I, it looked like David Arquette was wearing fangs even before he turned yes, into it a vampire did. it did <laughs> Here's the thing, too. Yeah. I may not be a fan of the special effects, but I do understand now with age, going back to that point that was made earlier, I think, by Mike, <coughs> how that can be perceived as charming. Yeah. And like, and people liking it. I, I do. So if you do like it, Chris, I get it because it does have a, that has this weird, like cheap aesthetic, but yes. somehow fits this film. That's why it kind of like reminds me of yeah. like simple yeah, effect, cheap, but... cheap PG rated action is yeah. what it looked like. Yep. 100%. Which I'm cool with on, because on this. Because I watched this movie with my son, and I'll tell you what, like I, I didn't have any hesitation because there was no, again, no blood, all that stuff. He's seen it. He's they say wa- the word bitch twice. Yeah. He's watched, the, he's watched oh the television series. Like, you know, he's seen episodes of that. Um, and he was enthralled with this movie to the point yeah. to where he's like, dude, let's, wa- he wanted, let's roll it again. Roll it again, dad. I mean, that's the same, that's, that's the same reason why I probably like downed this film like yeah. 10, 15 times when I was a kid. It's fucking is super entertaining for a kid. I would love to make a movie like this for a young generation. Cause it's, like it was hitting that market. Obviously say, it, it's like it. The other thing about it too, was like, I remember even like later on before the series came out, yeah, like going back to that film and being like, who came up with the idea to like, do like make a, like a cheerleader, like a vampire killer. Like I thought it was such an out of the box idea. It it's honestly like my first introduction to the concept of a vampire hunter, yeah. a vampire slayer. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's such a cool idea. I never thought of that. You that's know, true, that later was you like learned the... about Van Helsing, huh? And that's it. Later you learned about Van Helsing. No, no, no <laughs> well, yeah. Because like, like, when I, I saw I saw a Bram Stoker's Dracula young, and it was at an age where I really couldn't connect. connect those dots about what everybody's role was. But this one's got a training montage that lets you know. Yes, that, yeah. that feeds me. That feeds me the necessary information. Programmed in me, I know exactly what's going on here. Yep. She's training. Holy shit! That's what vampire Dude, hunters do. I and and I don't 
disagree. Fucking tumbling. I don't disagree with you guys <laughs> also liking the character of Merrick because he has some of the best comedic stuff in this movie. It's so good. Dude, I like Merrick. Just hanging out in the girls' locker room waiting for Buffy to show up because he, she didn't show <laughs> That's up. That's comedic like, or right? creepy. They both like, start both, with the letter C. Both. It's so good. It's both. It's <laughs> great. And then he just throws a knife at her head and that scene is magic. That's like probably the most iconic shot from what I remember as a child is that shot like the knife going at her ha- face yeah, and yeah. catching it yeah but you threw a knife at my head <laughs> and you caught it <laughs> it's so good I love that yeah. scene how it ends and he, she like socks in one oh, like, oh, oh yeah. I've never hit anyone before it was good and she slides across like the thing yeah the, okay. the bench it's yeah there is and I feel like that's more of like the Whedon moments but just toned down quite a bit yeah let's take a break when we come back we'll talk more about Buffy the Vampire Slayer Hey, Buff, what you been doing? I'm looking all over the place. Going shopping. Don't try and stop me. Cool. I, mean, I need some Allen wrenches. What do you need? Dress. For what? Dance. Come again? I'm going to the senior dance. Second word sounds like dance. I'm going to the dance. For well, what? In order to dance, drink punch, be with my friends, comprende? No, I don't comprende. I mean, here the world is under attack by legions of the undead. You're going to a mix. All right, guys, and we're back. <laughs> we're talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer 1992. Uh, one of the people that I wanted to talk about a lot um, in this episode uh, is because I think he is a, a very important 90s icon is uh, Luke Perry and the character of Pike. Uh, one of my favorite, if not my favorite character besides Paul Rubin in this movie. Yeah. Like he's dude, he's just charming as fuck. Like, can I say something? Like in the battle of like Angel versus Spike, it's Pike for me. <laughs> like I'm not even I was literally thinking that the whole time. Like right? man, everybody fights over like who is it, Angel or Spike? And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? Pike was like so much cooler <laughs> than both those guys. Yeah, Pike was badass. <laughs> He's pretty cool. And and he has like I feel safe with him. I do. <laughs> I feel very safe myself, Chris. <laughs> Just secure. I don't know why? I'm like, he's around. I feel like she's got things are gonna be good. They're a good team. They're working together. But you it's know? always him who's in danger. It's never really Buffy. <laughs> and, and I like that she like she she like still gives him shit, you know? Like yeah. as a team, it's great. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah. great Their rapport. dynamic, it feels yes. natural and kind of fun, you know? Like like I don't know, almost like yeah, an unlikely couple that naturally sort of finds yeah. love in e- with each well, other. Well, it totally is. Yeah. It's totally an unlikely I, I, couple. I love well, the that's the deeper meaning of the film, guys. Yeah. That I don't know. It's about a girl that was popular and a guy who was an outsider. And then she becomes a vampire slayer. Yeah. And then she becomes the outsider. So then she gets to learn what it's like. That's it. And that's what brings them together. I think you're redoing True. Plots with Mike right now. Fucking, it's the Plots of Mike <laughs> that should have been. 2.0. If I had introduced it like that, people would be like, I have never seen this film. Holy fucking shit, what have I been missing in my life? I got now? chills. I got chills. <laughs> yeah. He hit it on the head. So, yeah, there's like a couple great scenes like throughout the film, like Paul Rubin riding on the top of that van, punching yeah. through Dude, it. I always remember so that great. from when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, the training Dude, montage. His, his death, like, his death is still the one that like fucking cracks me the hell up. Yeah, Paul Rubin's death. And then he pops back up. Uh, that too. Yeah. Like well, one of his jokes uh, that I didn't realize till like now because I'm older. You yeah. know, was um, <laughs> few of those in this movie. When he takes off, when his arm comes off, and he gets up off of it, and and Pike looks back at him, he goes, 
you ruined my jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, as now that I'm older, I can like respect that joke. Like all I cared about was his fucking jacket. He's lose he lost an arm. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean shit. And then yeah. finishes that up with so funny. Finishes that up with another great joke, which is kill him lots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kill him a lot. It's so good. <laughs> Like, dude, there's definitely like quite a few lines, even background lines, like di- lines of dialogue in this movie that crack me up still. Like, they get me. Like, when they're in the elevator and Donald Sutherland's pursuing like the teenage girls, and they're like, "What a homeless!" Um, that's why that <laughs> that's why that word was in my head earlier because that line cracked me up. I was like, "What?" Like, with the '90s Valley Girls, man, the shit they'd say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, reminiscing back to a time of oh LA malls God, in the 90s. <laughs> the things they say. <laughs> Real tomfoolery going on there. Oh my God. Just so ridiculous. What a weird oh, outro. It made me laugh. Okay. Uh, going back to Luke Perry out. real quick. I also just want to point on like how Luke Perry literally has chemistry with everybody that he's on the screen with in this movie, too. Um, and it makes, I feel like everybody else's performance that much better because he's so believable and grounded in where his character is. Like you believe everybody else is just that, that much more in that world. Yeah. You One know? of my favorite lines of him is when Arquette's floating outside the window Dude, yes. and he's like, <laughs> you're floating, man. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. It's so good, man. Yeah. Everything. I don't know. There's so many deep cut lines that like as a kid, like I remember thinking this movie was entertaining, Yeah, but I never remembered as like funny as fuck. Like, yeah. And that was the thing. There was a lot of like jokes referencing back to like older films and this, that I never picked up on until this watch. And I was like, Oh, that's funny. What a fucking great reference. The cuts on the movie theaters. Like, where do you guys want to go see the movie? Not AMC. The popcorn's bad. Like I'm like okay, I know, I'm like, like inside I'm like, joke still or something. Is, still is yeah, to this day. Did we talk about the ending? No. Not at all. We didn't. The film? No, guys, no. It ends. Yeah. Yeah. It ends. Okay, guys, it's prom or prom one night. of the dances. No, it's, it's actually dance. not senior prom dance. because there's senior that funny dance. joke where oh, senior yeah. dance. Like it's our last dance, and then there's prom and homecoming. <laughs> it's like okay. Uh, no, yeah, it's uh, senior dance, uh, and you know for whatever reason, and this is where another thing. Henchman being wiser than the leader. Mm-hmm. He says to Lothos, he goes, Why like why won't you just like kill her? I don't fucking get it. Like we gotta go to like we're gonna go to the dance. And he's like, Yes. I want to dance. dance. I want to dance. It's like, and you know there's right. like some weird obsession going on, right? I imagine that's what it's like working for any eccentric old rich person. It's probably like, <laughs> yeah, why are like, we this doing this? Because like I thousand years like, old. So how eccentric can you get? Very, yes. very, is very the is the answer. So yeah, um, they decide to terrorize her at this and terrorize the entire class, basically, uh, at this dance, and that's when showdown happens. Mm-hmm. And she looks badass as fuck with the leather jacket on, with the with the fucking white white flowed draft dress. It's so fucking. Well, good. I just like the whole setup of that. Like, yeah, she falls on Luke Perry. He gives her his jacket. Her fucking half of her dress rips off. She goes out in a badass mode and is just ready to. Yeah. That that fight scene was great because she yeah she just fucking st- marched out there start doing some tumbles and shit yeah. and like landed a on a vampire fucking badass I, re- I you know like I thought that that's was why none of the other the movie sl- fun that's why none of the other slayers were successful Chris they that, didn't know gymnastics they, know they didn't Gymkata. know gymnastics that's they made true they didn't know gymkata. can I say that it really is gymkata actually. I, gymkata I vividly remember the marketing for this film like as a kid like being like we're gonna go see that right mom. Um, 
There was no. a, one of the things. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not, son. Never. No. Never. It's, it's land, land from this house. You're 12. It's land before time five for you. Fuck no, mom. No. <laughs> Buffy. <laughs> all my friends are watching Buffy. Too. If all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you too, Michael? I mean, is Buffy there? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, so, like, I remember there were two things that I remember. It was. Pike throwing her the, that leather jacket, right? Right, and then we're putting it on. Yep, that was like a big thing that was in the trailer. And the other one was when, like when they're dancing, and he goes, "You're not like other girls." And she goes, "Yes, I am." Like those are the two things the that I remember. Moment. Like when it happened again, I was just like, "Like the commercial, <laughs> <laughs> like the trailer." Oh my god, I have to see this movie. Like I mean, <laughs> it's weird, but have you seen the trailer? It was Way this, better. this Way arachnophobia better. where like I'm watching it and I was like, that was in the trailer. Holy fucking shit. That was in the trailer. <laughs> when, it like, was funny. It's one of those when movies I where started I started doing that, that in, when I started yeah. doing that, that's when I started to learn. Cause remember back in the day, I used to put shit in trailers. It's not in the movies. Yes. And now suddenly it's an okay thing to do, but they, I think they got in trouble for that. And like the, someone sued them for really yeah, adding for, footage. Yeah. For adding footage and shit that was, that was never actually in the film. I don't doubt that happens all the time. But when I started putting that together, I was like, Where's that one scene from the trailer? The one that disappointed me the most, actually, Starship Troopers trailer. Because I said, I have one? where's that song? Wow. Where's Blur song two in this yeah. entire movie? Not that's once. True. It's all orchestral that shit. That's yeah. right. And that disappointed me. Aww. I never thought about that. Is that Not crazy that. that a song kind of drove you? Like it the was a part of the movie. The song drove me to really want to see that movie. Yeah. I will say, though, the, her killing Lothos, such a, such yeah. a like deflated balloon. It's like not even exciting. It's just like really yeah. none of the vampire kills yeah. are in this movie. That's no, true. None of them yeah. are really except exciting. when she does like the flip and throw, like the the yeah, somersault followed by the throw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was definitely in the trailer a lot. Yeah, yeah the somersault. Throw. But I will say I was disappointed with that because each 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 vampire just kind of went down. And actually, there's a couple scenes where the extras are just like yeah. ter- even say even Sammy's laughed. I was like, was it was he hired to just stand in the back background and shake his hands a bunch until he got stabbed? <laughs> so. There's a scene, I tell you right now, there's a fucking goddamn extra, right? There's a scene, I think it's in the mall. <laughs> yeah. Buffy's talking, it's it's a rack focus kind of thing. Not a rack focus, but like... The, Panning. It, no, what is like it when the, when the, the like, depth of field is yeah. like slim? It's it's blurry in the back. Shallow. Let's put it that way, right? Okay. So um, you see her and she's talking and for some reason I see this guy and like, I feel like it was like a yellow shirt. And he sees the camera, and he puts his hand in his pockets. He puts his head down and just sprints <laughs> to get <laughs> off of the camera. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they were just like, the we only have like one take, man. Oh, got, we're going to have to keep them. <laughs> oh, one of my grown-worthy uh, moments uh, was that scene where they first meet Pike and Benny at the bar. And Benny's like... Hey, eat this Buffy and whips out a hot dog as a dick. And yes. then and then they like really oddly like, cut away to just like these weird expressions of the people. sound effects of like this a sword she flying there. And then it cuts back <laughs> to just like a perfectly slit no, like it's hot two dog. Swipes. Ah. I I've been trying to figure this out the whole time I've been watching the movie because it's two swipes and I'm like, well, how'd she split it down the middle? Yeah. Because it's <laughs> I'm like, well, that's two hits. Where was it just well, there's a the, slight no, cut there, in? No, there's the build-up. You gotta go... <laughs> yeah, maybe it's that. There was yeah. something about she David She had the Ar- butter knife <laughs> sheathed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. It had to have. Something about David Arquette whipping out a, a hot dog dick that just made me feel real weird for a second. <laughs> the real dirty. I just yeah. didn't like their performances in that scene, really. 
Really? Oh, I don't they were, You didn't like they're their drunk. drunk. You didn't like their drunk. Yeah, they were like their drunk was just so like campy. It was so yeah. cartoonish. Bad it was edit- like, Fuck. No, the worst part of that scene is the bad editing when they're then they're walking uh, back right before uh, Benny gets taken. And by- they're suddenly up on a mountain. Yeah. That the but the editing of like Merrick pulling up before they're <laughs> they're like before Benny gets taken and turned into a vampire and I'm like why didn't he stop that from fucking happening like he saw <laughs> him come up and grab him and leave him and then he just picks up Merrick and Lothos have a very like they have a uh, they have a, 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 a an understanding like he's he allows Lothos to build an army as long as Lothos doesn't fuck with the Slayer I feel like. Like that's like they have an agreement, and that last scene, I felt like there was going to be something more going on when he confronts him, and then Lothos kills Merrick. I thought there was going to be a bigger explanation of why he's so protective I'm of sh- the Slayer and shit like that. So, what that. do you say we rate this Mammer Jammer? Yeah. Let's do it. What do you want to rate it, Cody? I would like to rate this Buffy the Vampire Slayer leather jackets given to her by Pike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's start with uh, Mike first. Like, I still love this fucking film. Like, I still do. Like, I really think, I feel like, yes, it's totally dated, like, in a weird, like, 90s way, right? But, like, I don't know, man. I feel, I still feel like it's a lot of fun. Like I said before, I I apologize to anyone who loves the series. Like, I feel like watching it now, I have a hard time. Like, I feel like it doesn't hold up. But I feel like this film does. I really do. I feel like anytime I watch it, I'm like, man, this is a fun film. And I understand that, like, it's not dark. You know, like, and and that probably is leads into yes. That's why Joss Whedon probably hates that film, right? I I understand that his vision was much darker, more meaningful. This is total pop culture bullshit. <laughs> There's nothing serious about this. Like, it's all just like a fun, campy adventure. And I, but still, man, four four leather jackets for me. Four leather jackets given to him by Pike. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not remember that shit. Four, four Buffy leather jackets Buffy. that were given to her by Pike. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Get it right, dumb me. With that being said, uh, Kyle, uh, I'm. I, I agree with uh, pretty much everything Mike said. L- like here, most of it. I'm going to disagree on the. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm going to disagree. Oh, on... too soon. Here's the thing. Like this movie has. Uh, moments in it where uh, the cringeworthiness of like the fight scenes and some of the subtle performances were um, were a little painful to watch this time around being older and seeing other films and like but here's the thing man this is something I watched a bunch as a kid and like that's playing a heavy role in my opinion Mm -hmm. did I have the best time best adventure I've had watching a movie watch this no but it's still entertaining it's still I think a good story and it's got great performances from all the actors so I'm gonna come in at a three on this one uh three Buffy's leather jackets that that were given to her by Pike it's a uh, Buffy the vampire slayer I'm sorry three Buffy the vampire <laughs> slayers leather jackets that were given to her by Pike thank you that was good that was really good boom Chris can't live up to that. Oh man, good dialogue. I really liked the I I really liked the humor in this movie. It totally holds up for me. You know, I know this is a nostalgic thing and it is coming from a place of loving it as a child and I'm just really happy to say that I still do love this movie. Like it makes me it makes me happy to to be able to hold on to that with this one. There there are some great shots in this and and like I said I did bring up the lighting. We didn't talk a lot about the technical side of this, but there are things I like. I like the cheesy action. I know the fight scenes do look like totally off 
there's some really bad ADR in this movie to the point where like David Arquette looks like he's saying something completely different than what you're hearing. That's true. Um, like it's got some technical flaws, um, but it's a fun movie. And I think as a kid, like for a kid, like I would totally show this to like any of my future children just to introduce them to the idea of horror and comedy being mixed together and it being fun and and uh, 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck that, man. I'm giving this like a 4.5. Oh, damn. 4.5. Buffy the Vampire Slayer leather jackets given to her by Pike. Wow. wow. And he nailed that fucking yep. review. Wow. Chris is trying to drop the microphone, but it's attached to a bowl. Just a pull. It's not a boom arm. It's a pull. We got. Oh, I'm sorry, audio guy. <laughs> I'm just picture what you say, Tasha right. pull. I just see. I just picture that we like duct taped it to like a goddamn. I believe that people would believe spare that mop you had. Uh, I we'll Cody. You, yeah. So I am a bigger fan of the television series. I think uh, the darkness and kind of the more gra- grounded and time that you get. Um, with explaining Buffy's, she didn't even have a last name in this movie, guys. She didn't. Buffy Summers' uh, um, character and going through it, and her always being the staple and kind of the chaos of the Hellmouth going on around her. Uh, I enjoy the series just a, a little. Yeah, yeah, I know. You just yeah. dropped a real reference there, yeah. and I was like, God damn it! I uh, I enjoy the series a little bit. Super uh, fan over like, here. Yeah, I enjoy God. the series a little bit more. But that being said. I have this nostalgic love for this movie because I I grew up with it. It was a thing between me and my sister, but I can't let that get in the way of my review. Totally, uh, I'm at a two point five with this. I think it's oh, a, I think it's a, I think too it's too low. I think it's a solid film, but I wouldn't go as far as these guys. Like there I are think three is a better. There <laughs> are uh, nah. Three's, three's, three's a little much. Like a 3.5 oh, would be review. cool, too, this though. This is his review. Yeah. <laughs> this, the, what is helping this movie, honestly, is time. Like, this movie is getting better with time because it's heading towards that that cheesy, fun, like, they made this? Like, this is kind of corny. Like, it's funny to look back and be like, this stuff is corny. And that's that's what makes it fun. So that's why I'm going with 2.5. I do think it gets better with age. And I can't wait to see it in the next 10 years because it'd probably get even better. Because then Evan would be like, you guys dressed like that? Yeah, can't you wait wore for, that? Can't like, wait for you to watch the TV series in the next 10 years. Guess what's not going to age? Those effects. I just, I, <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching it. I've been watching it still uh yeah i think i think like for me it's more about it's like a enjoyability like i like i said i watched it and then started re-watching it immediately after it's i fun. watched it it's fun dude it reminds me of like some of the movies from the 90s that i also like 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 encino man and stuff like yeah, that exactly. where it's like that fun loving like there's no way a it's caveman would just come light. back to life for, yeah. after being stuck in ice for you know, thousands yeah. of years. That ain't yeah, gonna happen. Thousand? Yeah, about three thousand. Prehistory. Yeah. Yeah, that's when that's, it's only the year nine hundred and ninety. No one knows what that is. Thousand. All right, guys. That is our show for this week. We got two shout outs to do though. Ooh, shout out. Can I read before one? Before we go. Yes, you can, Chris. You wanna go first? Yeah, you can go first. I'll read the other one. Pull it up. Bro Festival, two stars by Morgan Alice. Uh, It says, my introduction to the show and potentially my last visit was the episode covering the Doom Generation. The entire episode is a bunch of bro... Hold on, sorry, I gotta expand this. It's a long (coughs) time. Is a bunch of bros yelling over one another and essentially mansplaining their way through the film. It's interesting to me that these dudes bring up Robert Rodriguez several times and in the same breath continue to bash Rose McGowan's performance. 
It seemed like they didn't even know who the actress was. Cherry Darling in Rodriguez's Planet Terror. Snarky, angsty, bratty vibes is her specialty and is usually the role she plays uh, in most of her films. Uh, example, Jawbreaker. We reviewed that. Making me wonder if these dudes even watch genre films at all. Their demeanor was so immature. They clearly have never seen this film before or do any homework on it at all. I feel like them harping on McGowan really turned into this bro out of dudes who are chopping this character down because she's stubborn, headstrong, and uh, unapologetically herself. McGowan's character in this film is a great example of teen exploration, owning herself, being sexually free, making it a truly great example of feminism in character. Instead of going deep into the themes of the plot or symbolism of the film, these dudes squawk over one another, uh, over most in the insignificant points of this film. Again, McGowan's lines, execution, among other trivial points. I feel bad for the <laughs> for the dude who chose this movie for this episode. He was truly trying to be critical in thinking and trying to analyze the film with his friends only to be drowned out by a bunch of dudes who couldn't stop again squawking over one another about sex scenes and drug use, teenage exploration. All in all, I felt like a bro, it felt like a bro orgy of dudes who are extremely shallow and can't handle taboo themes in film. Dude who chose the film for the episode, make your own podcast. Escape the bro cult podcast because there are way too many of those. Thank you, Morgan Alice, for your review. We always appreciate like the feedback and the criticism, and and we appreciate you taking the time to uh, to to check us out. So, if you're interested in checking out the Doom Generation episode, you can go back and 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 take a listen. Well, I have a review here from Plastic Sword. Uh, Plastic Sword left us a three star review. Uh, title of this is Decent Show, Horrible Outro. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not gonna like this part. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, Plastic Sword goes on to say, So I found this podcast a little while ago when I was looking for something new. The variety of movies they cover and the conversations they have are pretty entertaining. Those are all pretty good in the way they work together and provide great perspective on these wonderful, weird movies that I grew up with. All, all this said, though, the way they do the outros is extremely painful. <laughs> as one of the hosts is literally shouting their Twitter handles into the microphone, just ruins the whole experience. So, Mike, you're the only one with a Twitter handle, and he just stops <laughs> shouting into the microphone. Really, Mike? It's unprofessional. That, it's so not me. <laughs> we know. I, that was a uh, yes and, Mike. Yes and. Uh, if you want to know where that comes from, just so you know, and we, we've been doing it for the, the, the whole four years here, uh, and we kind of think it's... Was there a uh, back history to this? Yeah, actually, I, I mean, don't think there's back history. To I don't you, think I, you I, screaming I don't the think word. I no. have ever known this. I do have a back history to this. Okay, let's hear it. You're here. And believe it or not, guess what? It's based off of what? Professional wrestling. Of course, of course, it is. is. Of course, it is. How so? Uh, because uh, I am a huge fan of uh, Chris Jericho. And uh, Chris Jericho has a podcast himself that I listen to, and I loved the way that he would plug his social media. Yeah. It was always like the Twitter and like something like that where he made it uh, unique, fun. yeah, <laughs> and fun. And so when he was a wrestler, he would he would always do like this thing where he's like like never again, or it would be like this long like drawn out like ah! like yeah. annoying thing that would just piss people off again, like that. Like he would do. So that's where I got. Ah! 
I feel like, like you are almost doing it more so now to see the reactions on our faces <laughs> right now, before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now it's like, see I, can I, pop, can I, see I, me I quickly thought fiddle it was going to be something like, I noticed that the guys would like lose interest <laughs> towards the end. Also, <laughs> though, plastic swords, <laughs> so I would scream at, at them so that they would wake back up. Also, plastic sword. Handle. I just want to say this. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of the episode. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, most people don't get that far. Yeah. Or this far. You've made it this far. <laughs> so you've made it a lot longer than most. Yeah. But no, I appreciate the review. Thank yeah, you very thank, much. Thank you for the reviews for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. keep them coming, guys. Because if you do, we'll give you a shout out at the end of the show like we just did. Then head over to cultfilmandreview.com. Make sure you get in your request for films for us to review. And then uh, pick up a t-shirt also while you're there. July 5th, which is tomorrow, Film Bar. Make sure you're there for that. Next week, uh, make sure you turn in, tune in uh, live on our YouTube page for Mike uh, talking about the Night Porter. Uh, what else do we have? Seven thirty Pacific Standard Time that, for that. There you go for that. T-shirts. Um, t-shirts. Get those. Seven <laughs> thirty. It's just Mike with a T-shirt gun, just shooting it into his just laptop. Shooting his laptop. <laughs> Mike, I don't think it's working. I can't reach that far. <laughs> and then uh, when you're done with that, you can follow. Kyle, ah! <laughs> <laughs> really put some guttural into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you that can follow good. me on Instagram at cultfilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at cultfilm underscore Chris on Instagram. And you can follow Mike yeah! at Mike Salustio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time. 